Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. I'm Rachel. I'm Desi. You know who we are. <laughs> Unless this is your first episode. <laughs> Great episode to uh-huh. start with. It's hot. I feel like sweaty. You guys, you know what? Once this month passes, we're going to stop complaining about the heat. This is yeah. like, this is September and October are LA's hot months. But it also feels like it went away and came back. It did go away. Yeah. But now it's back with a vengeance. So I found this story to be quite a shocking thing when I, I read about it. Um, this is Nexium related. I don't know if people are watching the documentary, but even if you're not, you probably are remotely interested in this story because it's cult and celebrity adjacent. So this is about the Seagram heiress, Claire Bronfman, who was basically funding Keith Rainier and Nexium. She got a pretty shocking sentence. I was shocked by it just because rich people usually get away with fucking shit. Right. But she was sentenced to, this cracked me up, 81 months, like it's a toddler. Right. Like how people, t- I was like, what the fuck is 81 months? <laughs> I'm assuming she got a lot of little sentences that added up to that. But that's about, that's almost like seven years uh, of prison for this woman. I mean, obviously she probably won't serve it all. But I thought that was like, Pretty crazy. And now, you know, he's still awaiting sentencing. I think that that should happen at the end of October. Um, The other interesting thing about this case is that this woman still defends Keith. Like, she has not, like, walked back any of her support of him at all. What is the benefit of doing that for her? She's a true believer, I think. I think that she... Um, the New York Times article I read said that basically this gave her this sense of purpose. Like she's um, the daughter of a billionaire who maybe had no sort of life motivation or anything like that. She found this cult and it changed her life. And she basically began to fund it. Uh, but not only did she fund it, she pretty much used her money and power to go after anyone who defected from the cult and really did some abusive things. And that's pretty much what she's getting punished for. Like she was almost this enforcer and a lot of uh, ex members testified at her sentencing against her and just told sort of the horrible things that she did. I'm always kind of fascinated by these women who are like these put up with these abusive men, like in these cults at the expense of their other like women who they're like, do you know what I mean? Like, so she's not just a regular evil billionaire. She's a super evil, evil billionaire. Yeah. She somehow managed to stand out. Uh, (laughs) She really went there. She took it to the next level. Yeah. So this sentencing lasted four hours. Nine victims of the cult spoke about how she destroyed their lives, their careers, reputations, their marriages. Like she really went all out to like go after these people. She drove them into bankruptcy. She constantly sued them. Like it's a classic like billionaire thing to do. Sort of throw legal stuff at them and they just can never outspend you because right. they don't have billions of fucking dollars at their disposal. And that's basically what she uh, did. Now, 
some of these people, you know, said things like, I pray that you will finally like get his claws out of you. Like they still were sort of holding out hope that she'd finally like let go. They said that he's killing you. Like, so they still had some sympathy uh, for this woman, but she basically just sat there silently and kind of like put her hand to her throat when she got the sentence. Like she's just not regretful. So it's really hard to feel sympathy for her. I don't. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can kind of feel bad for the people who see what they had. They were brainwashed or whatever, but she just seems like she's in on it on a ground. Like she's in on it. Like she's she a was, high. She was, she, of course she was. She was one of his early, earliest investors. But she doesn't even try to like turn on him to like get out of something. Like she's so bad. Yeah. So these people basically in these victim statements were like begging her, like, when will you stop? Like, you know, when is enough enough is enough. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad she got it, but I was shocked that she got it. Uh, it's such a wild, weird story. Like, I feel like, I feel like her, like I read a story about her and her sister early on when I was researching the episode we did last year. Um, and it's just a, it's weird, like how they just came from this super wealthy family and kind of connected with this guy, it's just like a crazy, there's always, we've done a few stories with these women from like very wealthy families who kind of just fall down these like wild fucking insane paths. Well, they're like, how can I become even more evil? I know. I'm what gonna, is it? I'm going to fund a, <laughs> a sex slavery cult. That's one way to do it. Now, the other aspect of this case that's sort of celebrity oriented is the actress, Allison Mack. Now she pled guilty to um, the charges that were filed against her, but she's still waiting sentencing and she doesn't have um, a tr- like a date set for her um, sentencing. Her She did marry this actress though. Do you remember that? No. She married an actress who was in the cult with her. Now this actress, I don't know who she was. I guess she was on Battlestar Galactica, which I never watched. Her name is Nikki Klein. She married Allison Mack at some point and she's also still defending the the cult like she feels like Keith will be like vindicated one day uh so I have no idea what's going on there so that means by extension is Allison Mack still defending it no she is very regretful so I don't know what's going on with their relationship (laughs) or like I don't know what this woman thinks she's doing is she one of those people that's like you don't have to agree on everything in a relationship yeah I mean it's just a weird story I don't I don't really know what the hell's going on there. Um, she says, I wouldn't trade my experiences with the, with Nexium for anything. So she's, she's still a true believer, uh, as well. So wow. maybe Allison is faking to get a lighter sentence. Who knows? I have no idea. So I thought it'd be interesting to look at some other, uh, celebrities who had been in cults at some point during their life. I'm not going to get into deep dives because some of these I do think could be full episodes, but I thought I'd just hit on some of them. Uh, just to see what's going on here. The first one is Glenn Close. Did you know Glenn Close was in a cult? What cult? She, when she was seven years old, her parents joined a cult called the Moral Rearmament. Now, they were in this cult together, the whole family, for 15 years. So from seven to, I guess, 22, she was in this cult with her family. So this was a sort of communal, like a commune type cult. 
uh, Glenn described it as being very controlling. Every aspect of her life was dictated. The clothes that she was wearing were like decided upon by the cult members and just every aspect of her life. She said, obviously, this cult had terrible effects on the the children of the members of the cult. Uh, She said, we all try to survive, right? And then in the most Glenn Close um, statement of all time, she actually um, said that what saved her was her desire to be an actress. (laughs) I just find that very Glenn Close. Well, I'm glad she got out of it. Now, the other funny thing is after she, or I guess maybe around the same time she was in this cult, she was also part of something that was sort of popular in the late 60s. And I think it went into the 70s called Up With People. Do you know Up With People? Mm -mm. This was kind of like a hippie singing. (laughs) I don't know if it was exactly a cult, but it definitely had a little bit of a culty vibe, but not as sinister. And they created like music and they had albums that are all very positive about like, you know, positivity. And it's like very that type of music. Like I'd like to teach the world to sing like, just like the most like hippy dippy. And she was a part of that group as well. And we all know Glenn sings. She loves to show us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I was surprised by that. Another, another actress who was in sort of a cult is Michelle Pfeiffer. Now I think we kind of talked about this on one of our Patreon bonus episodes when she was 20 years old, Michelle Pfeiffer had just gotten to, um, into Hollywood and she fell into what she considered a cult and lived in this home with these people. They were personal trainers. That's what she thought. And they were proponents of something called breatharianism. Did we talk about that? Breatharianism. Yeah. Breatharianism. Sorry. It's a fake word, so I don't know how to say it. (laughs) I I didn't know that that was a cult so much as a insane philosophy. I think there was like a group of them though. So it wasn't like a cult necessarily, but there was this sort of cult-like group in LA during the popularity of this. I mean, my mom told me about these people when I was a kid. Yes. So obviously if you didn't hear the Patreon, this is a, this philosophy is that food is not necessary and sunlight provides all the nourishment your body needs. It's basically saying that you, you are a plant. Yes. So you can live without food and water. No problem. You know what? I, I'm not a scientist. (laughs) But I have to say that there is a difference between plants and animals. And we are animals. We are not plants. Even if I was a plant, I'm still eating food. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't care. I will break. I, I don't care. I don't know. So she said... She got very involved. They put her on this diet. She became very active with the group, always going to whatever meetings and stuff that they had. She said that she didn't really even realize it was culty. Um, her first husband, who is an actor named Peter Horton, he was on 30-something, and I think he's been in some other things. He had been cast in a movie at the time that was about cults, and when he heard some of the details about what was going on at the group, he was like, uh, <laughs> you're in a cult. <laughs> and she cut ties with her personal trainers who were doing all this other weird... Maybe they were a wannabe cult like maybe they were trying to take it and make it into something and it never took off i just wonder about the breath breathitarians whatever they called themselves i just wonder like how long of not eating they went during until they because at some like either you're gonna die or you're gonna eat something and once you break that and break down and eat something don't you realize that you actually do need food to survive well also plants need water (laughs) 
I think right? Like, I think they're drinking water. Oh, I think this side it wasn't, but maybe it's wrong. Uh, you know what? Maybe they're not. But or how, maybe it's limited. I'm in just some saying, way. like you can't even lie to yourself with the, how do you even lie to yourself because you can't physically just not consume i mean people do go on very long fast but i think that has an end point but eventually i'm saying yeah. eventually it's going to end yeah i it's stupid i'm sorry if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I've had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done, done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P dot com slash H-C-S. Other celebrity cults is Jaden and Willow Smith and Kylie Jenner. Now, I don't even know... There is speculation that this might be one of Jaden's prank, which for some reason makes it even more of a loser move. But him and his sister Willow and Kylie Jenner, I guess is a friend of theirs, are all claiming to be members of something called the Organot. Organite Society. No, this a secret- is from Jaden's mouth? <laughs> yes. I think he's joking. A secret society of individuals who create and place Organite to balance Gaia's energies. Now they all post, they've all posted like on their Instagram, this crystal that's, I guess, organ pyramids. That's what they call them. <laughs> and this is all to drain negative energy and get positive vibes. So maybe if it is a cult, it's very like, stupid and it not doesn't like sound like a cult so much as they believe in crystals i guess yeah now another celebrity who was sort of a cult adjacent and one that we covered is john lennon who was who was um someone who went to the source family restaurant he hung out there a lot oh. did you see that in your research i'm sure you should everyone right. should go listen to that episode if they haven't yet the so, source this restaurant was in Los Angeles. Um, I think the year he went is 1969 or the year he was going. It's an organic, was it vegan? It was a vegetarian. A vegetarian. So it's run by a cult leader named Father, is it Yod? Yeah. Yod, okay. Uh, who dressed in white robes. They served John Lennon organic meals all the time. He loved going there and he liked hanging out w- with the vibe. Now this is a classic cult where it's an old man with lots of like young pretty hippie girls hanging around. So I'm sure John was like, hey, Uh, he would come and chat with the waitresses um, who were all tasked with bringing in new members, another cult move. This is like a real precursor to Cafe Gratitude. Yes. Now, with anything regarding uh, Father Yod, there's always a sentence that will make me laugh every time, even though I know it's horrible. And the, this little write-up I saw about John Lennon had the sentence before his 1975 death in a hang gliding accident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always so shocking because I always forget about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he died in a hang gliding accident, which for some reason... It's so absurd. It's so absurd, but so like, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. And wasn't he doing it in his like row, like his yeah. white... Uh, in like Hawaii, right? Or something like that. They had I moved think it to they Hawaii. Had to move. The thing about the source cult was that there wasn't anything particularly sinister going on in 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 relation to a lot of the famous cults we talk about where there's a lot of sinister shit happening. Right. This was just it was a lot of bizarre things happening more and uh, you know, they tried to make music together. Like they tried to break into the music industry. They were always, yeah. They had some records. They always have. They always trying to get into the entertainment industry and have celebrities in their like mix. Absolutely, yeah. It's very classic. I think that's why so many of them are in L.A. Like you know, because yeah. a lot of these people are want to be performers, right? Uh, the other family that was in a cult when they were younger is the Arquettes. Oh, so. They, you know, this is during the 60s and 70s. Their parents, Louis and Marty Arquette, uh, were on a spiritual journey and they were taking their kids around trying out all different types of belief systems and religions, which I think is a pretty common <laughs> thing for a certain type of person back in those days. Like, I definitely know, like, the people I know in Marin 
during the 70s, their mom was constantly going to every new guru or um, self-help type stuff uh, that was coming out, like S, the forum, all of that shit. I can't believe, I mean, I'm grateful neither of my parents ended up in cults. Did you, but you, did your mom do any of the stuff though? Like of not cults. Yeah. I mean, look, my mom was a bona fide hippie and yeah. so was my father. Did your mom ever go to Yogaville? Yogaville? I don't think so. Oh, we should ask her. I know my mom. Cause she might've gone before you were born. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what Yogaville is. It's outside of San Francisco and it's like a, it's like a retreat where it's like a hippie retreat or it was, I don't I think don't, it exists anymore. I don't anymore. know about Yogaville. I'm going to ask her. Okay. So the one sort of real commune culty like thing they were involved in was actually in Virginia and it was devoted to sub Buddhism. I don't know what that is. I should have looked it up, but anyway, it sounds uh religious-y. <laughs> Thanks Desi. You're welcome. It's not even spelled with the, like Buddha though. Like it doesn't have an H in it. Yeah. So I don't know if it's related. Now they describe their parents not too, in a not too great light, they called them drug addicts and they said their parents were very abusive. Uh, according to P- Patricia, there was a lot of drama in, in the house when they were living in this commune. There was a lot of chairs flying around, a lot of hole punching in walls. My mom stabbed me in the arm with a knife. <gasps> oh my God. So that's like not good. Yeah. So that was just a terrible experience. So they definitely were in like a cult that probably put up with this shit or maybe had like a controlling nature. So that sounds awful. Well, obviously a lot of cults have yeah. very controlling nature. Yeah. And if your parents are already fucked up in some kind of way. I mean, that must be so terrible because there are so many children who do get brought up into these cults. Like literally they're born into cults. Yeah. And they're well, raised- there's a lot of Scientologists, like the actors were like, oh, that's a Scientologist. They were like raised in it. Like Beck was raised in Scientology. Like right. he does not know any different. So was uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Right. Because wasn't Beck married to his sister for uh, a yeah, while? I believe so. Yeah. So those people, it's not like they were like, oh, I'm 30. I'm going to become a Scientologist. They've been in it their whole life. And I think there's a few people that are famous that were like lifelong Scientologists and still are. Uh, so another cult, which we are definitely going to do episodes on, and there is a great, maybe a two-parter last podcast on this cult, and that is the Children of God cult. Did you listen to that episode? I did. It's, it's incredible. Pretty, it's, you know, I, I knew about the Children of God cult because of the Phoenixes. Yes. Because they were in this cult. But right. I didn't know until I listened to that episode of last podcast on the left, just how horrific... Right. I mean, I knew too, and I just honestly thought it was another hippie type cult. You know what I mean? Like, I had no idea the level, the gen, like how it started, the guy who was in charge of it. And it does have like a ton of reinventions as cults do sometimes. Now, it started off in 1968. It was originally named Teens for Christ. Later, <laughs> what? Nothing cooler than that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine trying to get like you and me in a cult with that name called Teens for Christ. It would never happen. No. I'd be like, where's the anal? No. <laughs> you know what's going on. Later, it became famous under the name The Children of God. It was later renamed The Family of Love, which was shortened to The Family. And the current name is The Family International. It still exists. Wow. So uh, I think they changed the name thinking, oh, we'll get rid of the um, negative 
stuff that the original creator had sort of brought in. I think his name is David Berger or something. Uh, yeah, but it's the same thing. I mean, that guy was a pedophile. Oh, he's awful. Like straight up that guy, his mission was to prey on children. I want to do this story so bad. I just wanted to give it some breathing room from the last podcast one, which is so good. It is a wild it's a wild story. Like I was right. like, what? And that, and that obviously both, that would take a lot of diff- research from different sources. Absolutely. But it's definitely something I want to cover because it's like right up my alley yeah. as far as the story goes. Now, as Rachel men- mentioned, the Phoenixes, Joaquin, River, the whole gang were raised in this cult. They traveled throughout South America with this cult. Um, it was it's pretty big. Eventually they all left um, the cult. They changed, I guess they were going by the name Bottom. They changed it to Phoenix because it was symbolizing a new beginning for the family. So I think the whole cult left. The now, whole family left. The whole family, I'm sorry, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, as Rachel mentioned, this cult had like kidnapping, sexual assault, and like next level stuff. Like, Uh, He had an adopted son. I mean, it's just like a crazy story, so I'm not going to get too far into it. Another person who is famous who was in this cult is Rose McGowan. Oh. Her father, Daniel, ran the Italian chapter of Children of God, and she lived in a commune outside of Florence for much of her childhood and would travel around Europe with her dad, like creating new chapters because he was pretty high up in the organization. God, she's had a really wild life story. Yeah. Now, I mean, she talks about her child, you know, it bared all the hallmarks of a cult like lifestyle. She had social isolation, limited freedom. She said you were cut off from your family outside of who was in the cult. There were no newspapers, no television. You were kept in the dark. So you would obey, Terrible. which is uh, fucking awful. Um, so yeah, I wanted to go into one aspect of <laughs> the children of God cult that I found to be the most insane, and that is the leader of this cult started a practice to get more members called flirty fishing. Yes. Do you remember this? I do. <laughs> now, basically what this is, it's based on something biblical, but it's of course it's like twisted in the most ugly fucking way like it's something with jesus like giving fish to men to help them become fishermen and hopefully get him them in the ways of christ or whatever so the cult leader david berg took this and used women to be flirty fishers basically to target men and like fuck them I mean, he called it something like biblical prostitution, like basically using them to like masturbate or give, you know, blowjobs or sex to these guys to get them in the cult and keep them there, like constantly giving them this. I mean, just like fucking vile. He's one of the most awful people I've ever heard about. Just like a sick, sick person, the leader of this cult, like one of the worst people. So yeah, that's that. Those are the celebrity cults people. (laughs) Well, you know, one of my favorite television genres is when a character has an arc where they get involved in a cult. We did like a Patreon on that, right? We did a Patreon episode over a year ago where we, I recapped one of my favorite, very special episodes of Boy Meets World where Sean Hunter who I had a very big crush on when I was a kid, <laughs> gets involved in a cult. And it's the episode is called Cult Fiction. You can watch it on Hulu. 
cult fiction? Why did I did I miss that? that did I not say? <laughs> I sure feel like we, I did not hear that. But you, we, I made you sit down and watch the episode with me, right? And I remember at the end of the episode, there's like this big cliffhanger, and you were like, "Well, what happens after?" Because you hadn't seen the whole show, and I've seen it a million times, right? And I was like, "Desi, that's the thing. They never resolve this cliffhanger." <laughs> They never resolve this cliffhanger in the rest of the series. And it's one of the most infuriating things because it's such a consequential moment. Like there's this character who's in the fucking hospital who's like a main character in the show or like one of not a main character, but like a big character. Right, 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 right. Anyway, um, it was uh, I mean, the funny thing about it, though, is how fast everything happens. We've talked about this before in these special episodes. Everything happens on super speed because those shows are like, what, 22 minutes or something? So, like, they get involved. They're instantly, like, deep in, like, within 10 minutes. And brainwashed. (laughs) They're brainwashed. They're brainwashed. (laughs) Yeah. And then they're deprogrammed by the end of the episode. And in most... In most special episodes, it's even resolved. Like, this one was sort of still unresolved in some ways. But he did he get out at the end? He got out at the end. He got deprogrammed successfully at the end. All that... All I mean, that, that's even more insane than an eating disorder special episode. All that happened at the end of cult fiction to get him deprogrammed was Corey's dad shaking him or giving him a hug and going, I love you, Sean. <sighs> and he was totally out of the cult. He was like, wow, this is my real family. Wait, who was the person who was in the hospital? Mr. Turner. Oh, right. Who was the teacher. That's right. That's who right. Was the teacher who that that was the other thing that was the wake up call. He's like, wait, these people are my family, not this cult. Like, these are the people that actually right. care about me. And was Mr. Turner hot or old? He was not hot. that you can, you can be. Uh, look, yeah, he, he was, was hot. hot. He was like I mean, like he was like a good looking young. Yeah, 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 was, yeah. He was like the cool teacher. Right, he rode that's a my motorcycle. Memory. Right, so right, he right. Got right. in a motorcycle accident. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, oh my god. Yeah, just tragic. So bad. Look, I've cried at that episode before, not as an adult, but definitely as like a teen. Um, I love special episodes. I was also thinking about the cult plot point in Melrose Place. Oh, where Sydney joins a cult. Yeah, <laughs> Tracy Lords is the recruiter, right? Because Tracy Lords was like in—I don't remember—probably was like season three or something. And that's a classic LA cult where it's like we're cool, yeah. <laughs> like it's all the young hot people. <laughs> well, it was it was we're cool and we also feel cast aside and we don't have any family here in LA. Why don't you have Thanksgiving with us? Yeah, they like, draw you in when you have nothing like these hopeless people who have no one. Sin, uh, Sydney was just rife for being manipulated, like her right. character, because she also got roped into like a brothel situation, right? Where there was inadvertent. Like, and like they weren't, they ended up just being really shady because they got her hooked on coke. Like, ooh, yeah. And she was just like, "Fuck Jane." Yeah, <laughs> fuck I don't need you. I have my new cult. <laughs> Jane Mancini was so uptight. I'm sorry. Just her little bitch haircut. <laughs> Dude, for so many, her little pixie cut or whatever that was called. She had that haircut for every fucking season. And her features were like so delicate. She just looked shit like she, you would break her into like, do you know what I'm saying? Like she was so, she was so weak. She was so pure. (laughs) Yes. She She was was very pure. She was too pure so that when she realized that her husband is this monster, she literally like, she could not deal. Yeah. 
um, incredible. We have to watch this show. I've been thinking about it nonstop since we talked I, about it last week. I told week. Des, like Desi obviously watched Melrose Place yeah. before, but I told Desi, I said, do you know that I've watched Melrose Place in its entirety three times? Yeah. Like I've, that's I've watched Melrose Place as many times as I've seen Breaking Bad. Yeah. There's very few shows that I've watched multiple times. Right. Like Sopranos, like, I have watched multiple I times. I will go on record saying that I consider Melrose Place to be on the same caliber as The Sopranos. In terms of... <laughs> because honestly, if you think about it, like The Sopranos is essentially just New Jersey Melrose Place. It's it's a soap opera. It's I mean, they're all opera. kind of soap operas. And it's definitely like elevated writing. But that's... They're just as good. They're just as good. Yeah. I'm I'm not a snob. Me either. I am not an entertainment snob. Like I like you guys know, like I'm currently watching a network show right now yeah. and I am just as entertained. Like I don't need to watch prestige. I just need a fucking storyline. And I, mean, I like it juicy. I need it juicy. I want a juicy storyline. And story Melrose Place is one of the juiciest. I mean, that show it's is insane. Like, it when is you think of the storylines they did, <laughs> it is over the top. You can't even believe that. And they, it's it's one of the only I think like I mean, it's old now, but more modern soaps that kind of brought the insanity of like Dallas and Dynasty back. Yes. That just had these like wild storylines. And now if you're going to watch Melrose Place, though, and you've never seen it before, just to preface, the first season is kind of bullshit. Just start at two. But no, you need to power through to get the context. (laughs) A little bit. It's still, you do. It's still fun. It's still fun. But shit starts getting crazy at the end of the first season. They totally reboot it. Because it was not popular no. the first year. It wasn't it was popular borderline. until the second season when they brought in Amanda Woodward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've always been a fan of cult stuff. I watched, as a child, watched um, a Jonestown TV movie like during the day on like Saturday when they would play like Damn. old TV movies. So from that age, I was like, what's a... I was obsessed with cult. And there was another cult movie. I, my memory might be off on this, or it might be two different movies I'm combining. I think it starred Christy McNichol, and it was also an old TV movie called Blinded by the Light. <laughs> <laughs> and her, I can't remember if she or her brother was in the cult, and it was like really dramatic to get them out of the cult and like get them unbrainwashed. And that was honestly like one of my first fears that I would grow up and get brainwashed. Like <gasps> I was certain that that it was very easy <laughs> to happen now i know like i'm probably very unlikely to get brainwashed just based on my personality yeah because you're never gonna get me in with like like telling me like oh we're all friends and we hang out all the time i'd be like no thank you <laughs> i want to be alone like that's not something that appeals to me so i feel like i might be safe who knows there could be like a more um like a misanthropic cult that might get me <laughs> But yeah, it was an early, like, definite fear of mine. And I loved cult stuff from a very early age. It's just fascinating to me. Yeah, definitely. And there's so many different ones. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Did you, so you're still watching Criminal Minds? I am. However, tonight is the first night 
of 31 Days of Horror. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that. Oh, good. Because um, I have Criterion, and they loaded 29 horror movies from the 70s. Ooh. So I want well, to watch Well, you need to watch the movie that we're going to do. Who's you? We. You. We. Well, oh. I just watched it like two weeks ago. Which one? The Halloween movie. Oh, the Halloween. When we start doing our Halloween movies. So, right, right, right. So every year for the past three years now, I guess, I do 31 Days of Horror, which is not like a thing I invented. It's just like a thing people do uh, who are horror fans. And uh, you watch a different horror movie every night. Now, a lot of these movies I've already seen before, but I haven't seen them in many years. So I like to re- right. It's like an opportunity like, oh, I'm going to rewatch this. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Right. Or a movie that I've, it's been on my list forever and I'm going to watch or whatever. It's just like a fun opportunity to do that. And I span from the 1920s to modern times with these. And I post about them on my Instagram page, a different one. So I think I'm going to watch... Like, I haven't even made my list yet this year. Right. Sometimes I just do whatever, like, the I'm feeling in that moment. So I'm going to do that. And also, uh, next week, our main show, it's... It's Halloween month. Yeah. So we, we're going to do our annual horror movie versus reality. Yeah. So some we have very, some good ones. We have some, I have a real fucked up one for next week. Okay. Uh, and then we'll probably theme our minis and Patreon stuff as well, maybe. I think we've done that, yeah. Everything's going to be very spooky this mm-hmm. month. Cool. Uh, so yeah, we'll start watching those movies. Any other recommendations? No. Oh, I heard there's... um. A Netflix documentary on the Chris Watts case. I yes, I I want to check that out. Yeah, so I'm interested in that story. It's a family annihilator story that was pretty. Big. We talked about it, I think, before yeah. briefly, but like, yeah, it's a so recent that's on, one. Too. Yeah, it just came out. I saw someone tweet about it. And no, I, was I mean like, the case. The case. <laughs> oh yeah, the case recent. is like from a year or two ago. Yeah. I think maybe two years. Uh, so that I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, I haven't really. You know, I've just been really busy this week, so I haven't done much. We did want to talk about food. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we just had like a really good cheese plate. We had a cheese plate for dinner. We got a very stinky cheese that I've, I really enjoyed. I liked that cheese. And it's so hot. It did get pretty soft and ripe. (laughs) I like a cheese that's runny that stinks. These cheeses got runny while they sat out a bit. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I love. That. I dipped a fucking cracker in that shit. <laughs> you could just scoop it up. Yeah, it's it was so, so runny. Good. It was really good. We had some. I thought that salami was really good. The calabrese. I like that one, and I also got a serrano ham. Oh yeah, we that couldn't. Was good. We couldn't decide what we were. What we and you know, I decided because I was going to cook for Desi tonight, right. and I just said I'm not turning my stove on. No, it's too, it's hot. too hot. It's cheese plate weather. It really is. It's <laughs> cheese plate, guys. It's cheese plate weather. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk about what we ate on Monday. Oh, yeah. And that is Dave's Hot Chicken. How do we get a sponsorship of this this place? (laughs) Seriously, they're in Hollywood. We record in Hollywood. Dave's Hot Chicken is... Seriously, every time I order it, I remember all over again how good it is. I'm like, did I... I was like, is it always this good? It is so good. It's really good. Like, I'm still thinking about it. I wish I was eating it again right now. I love it with the honey. It's so yummy. It's we always get it like spicy, obviously, right. and, and you just drizzle some honey on and it, and then it comes with little honey packets. Oh, you can drizzle honey, so, so it's yum. like this sweet hot 
smoky, sweet, hot. It's the perfect heat. It's a really good heat level. And the chicken is juicy. The Dave, listen to this beautiful advertisement. I will do it for free chicken. (laughs) I will do it for free. I I will sponsor them for free if they just give me a free, uh, just toss me a free chicken meal once a month. Seriously, that would be worth it to me. Absolutely. We're low budget. (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I told Desi, I kept pointing to Desi. I was like, look how much I ate. Look how much I ate. She did eat a lot. Because Rachel usually thing. does not eat the entire plate. She even ate the bread. I ate the bread that it comes like with. Like one of them, right? No, I ate both oh, of them. Oh, you did? The bread I never usually eat. No, but all the chicken. Uh, I usually eat all the chicken and like some of the fries. <laughs> but Rachel literally had a clean case. <laughs> It was a clean, I was proud. It was a clean container. I was very proud of myself. I even ate the pickles. Yeah. It comes with two two little bread and butter pickles. I it like comes those pickles. with te- two pieces of Texas toast. And the chicken is sitting on top of the Texas toast. Yeah. So when you pull that chicken off, when you're done eating the chicken, you have this like Texas toast that has a bunch of spice spi- seasoning all over it. I've never even thought to make like a sandwich with it. No, I haven't either. That's probably good. You can get, <laughs> I mean, you can get sliders from, yeah. from them. It's, I, like, I like places like that where it's a very limited menu, where it's like, this is what we have. We have five things. This is, they don't <laughs> and even, we do them well. Right. They, it's like <laughs> they a, have a few sides. They have a few sides, but really it's like you either just get the chicken tenders or you get the sliders. Yeah. That's I want to try a slider. I do too. I'm sure it's delicious. Just one. Just a little one, baby one. A little slider, <laughs> but with an extra side of, oh my God, I'm so hungry. Again? Yeah. I'm impressed. Uh, after, <laughs> dude, after I ate the cheese plate tonight, I passed out. Like, I literally, I couldn't even keep my eyes open. And not only could I not keep my eyes open, but my body was heavy. I felt good this afternoon, like after we well, ate. Well, you took an edible. I took an edible and I had a Moscow mule in a can. <laughs> <laughs> But I almost had a panic attack in Whole Foods, so it was really good for me to like, boop, I was wound like, down. I was hitting the end of my rope when we were at Whole Foods today. Me too. I really was like, I can't. There was a lady walking around with like her mask on her chin, and I was like, lady, I don't have time to get coronavirus. Yeah. I literally No just, one has time for I that. I don't have time right now. I'm too busy. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I need is to be very strict and then get it from someone like that. Right. I've been so strict. Yeah, I too. haven't gone anywhere. I'm so fucking bored. I don't need to get it at Whole Foods. Absolutely. Okay. Well, that's that, I think. Did you I have anything else? I guess so. Um, I really don't. I'm just really excited that it's Halloween month now. Me too. I'm Are, looking forward to the episodes. Yeah. I'm excited for this, this one. Uh, we, got some, we got some good ones coming up for the yeah. month. We'll see you guys on Friday. Yeah. Wait. We'll drop this on Friday. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. With our first Halloween month episode. Yes. Cool. Okay. Bye. Bye.